let's do this. One of the convenient things about uh, here at the Rock and Star Ranch is I have a pond right in front of me. And it does have some pretty good bass fishing in it. It had some really good bass fishing in it when we first moved here about a decade ago. But uh, things have happened, you know, waters change. I don't think there's a lot of uh, good food resource in this pond. It, it, that's a, you know, that comes and goes. But anyway, that's not what we're here to do is catch any bass. I've caught just about every bass there is in this body of water. Named half of them. There's a few that I've caught so many times, I actually know my name. <laughs> What's my name? What's my name? Well, all I'm doing right now, and you may hear this in the quality of this uh, really high-tech equipment I have to do with John Graves Kayak Fishing Podcast, is just on my smartphone device with a set of earbuds. And... Uh, that quality comes and goes while I move around a, a little bit and bend over and push things like this new canoe flint into the water. Here we go. I'm going to try it out. I just have it to, you know, you can really trick out one of these things and uh, actually uh, attach a motor to it. Uh, but we're not there yet. I'm just here to check out the stability. So right now uh, I've got it uh, sitting in the water. And I'm going to uh, step out onto the new canoe. I feel a little bit more comfortable right now. Just uh, entering the, the kayak with my, my knees. And that feels pretty comfortable uh, because um, you have the mat down there. That's a really pretty mat. So let me pop the oar out conveniently from one of the... Big beefy handles that we have on the side of the port, uh, the port and starboard side there. And uh, wow, we are just uh, moving pretty smooth across the water. Now, it's going to take me a moment to uh, get rid of uh, a good feel of the kayak. Um, it does roll over a little bit onto those secondaries. And uh, just coming off of the Hobie Mirage links, which is a very solid platform. I'm just going to take my time and get used to that. But uh, I already feel comfortable. This thing is just moving nice and smooth as we just move along here on the surface of the pond here at the Rock and Star Ranch. So I have uh, a rod holder right there in front of me on the uh, seat track, but I'm not sure if that's where I'm going to put that. It does have a, uh, a rod or a, uh, a paddle holder, a uh, little spot on the port and starboard side uh, that you can lay the paddle across the uh, deck of the watercraft, uh, but uh, I can't do that with my feet up underneath it, so I bring my feet up and I just let that sit there. I'm sure that's if I wanted to, uh, you know, uh, measure up a fish for a, a kayak bass fishing tournament or uh, take a break or maybe I'm in just some really calm water and want a place to just set my uh, paddle instead of locking it into that big beefy handle there and making a lot of noise. That's, that sets there nice. I really like that. Reach up, grab it, and then we're off again. 
I did not lock the seat down. It has a has some pretty long rails that you can move the seat forward and aft. Uh, but I'm not sure where I want this seat, so I'll be playing around with that a little bit. Right there. Let me go ahead and grab out my my rod. Let's see what this thing feels like when we're casting. So far, I feel pretty comfortable in this. I could see where this would make an excellent river kayak. I've yet to get it out in the, a more open water with, uh, you know, a little bit bigger wave and uh, some wind, that type of stuff. A little bit, uh, you know, more uh, fierce element, you might say. But uh, that's yet to come. But so far, I really like this. I like the ability to, uh, you know, it takes me back to my, uh, my first kayak, the Field and Stream, 12-foot uh, kayak, uh, the Angler. Field and Stream Angler 12, I think it was called. Super fast, but uh, it was a sit-in kayak, not a sit-on. This is a sit-on kayak, more like a, uh, you know, very much like a stand-up paddleboard kayak hybrid. And uh, it, it takes me to that when it comes to controlling it as you're navigating yourself around uh, structure or fishing and stuff like that. You know, you have the paddle sit in your lap and and that's just an easy little dip into the water to change uh, you know course direction or keep yourself moving uh, we have a slight wind five uh, to probably eight mile an hour gust so uh, I am feeling some uh, you know it's not really uh, pushing it uh, you know and those gusts you can still kind of sit there in that position uh, that's not a constant wind, though. You know, it's just something every once in a while. But uh, with the wind gently blowing as it is in the two to three mile an hour or so like that, it's uh, uh, it's easy to uh, manage around uh, some pretty tight structure that we have here. So this is a really cool testing ground for a for a kayak here in the pond at the Rock and Star Ranch. So, so far, so good. I really feel good. Feel uh, I, I'm not ready to stand up on this bad boy yet. I want to get used to uh, everything here for a moment. I'm already not liking where I have the rod holder. I thought that would be a really good idea up there in that uh, seat track. I uh, have it up in front of me uh, over here on the, uh, the port side, the left side. And uh, my leg is already laying up against that and then yeah, I'm, a, I'm a stickler with uh, pressure points oh there we go our oh boy oh man that would have been our first one here and uh, this hook set seemed to be pretty good it didn't uh, throw me over it didn't do anything stupid like that so I felt pretty good at uh, setting the hook on that fish and then even when it popped loose uh, you know, it didn't throw me over uh, into the dink. And I've had that happen with kayaks before. You know, you get a good hook, hook set, and uh, all of a sudden that uh, hook comes loose, and all of that momentum uh, just sends you right over teapot, over tea kettle. But uh, right there, I'm using the um, big Guggen uh, baits. Uh, this is a... See, I'm not exactly sure the name of this bait, but it is a Guggen bait. It's one of them big, like, trench hog type things, you know. And 
uh, that little, little male bass, probably a 12, 13 incher. He seemed to like it. The red winged blackbirds really, uh, boy, they really uh, are territorial little beasts, aren't they? We have a uh, hawk that comes and visits here every once in a while, but boy, they keep a check on that guy. They don't mind going up against that predator. And boy, he doesn't, he doesn't like it either. They get on him. You can sneak up to uh, some cattails or around cattails and throw creature bait or something like that. And those red-winged blackbirds just go nuts. Well, so far, so good. First things first, with any kayak, can you catch a fish with it? And so that's what we're attempting to do. So, so far, so good. It feels good. This, this seat's very comfortable. Um, I'm not sure exactly uh, what to compare it to, but uh, I'm in a very comfortable position. I would say that it's a very um, well-made outdoor patio furniture feel. It's like you're, fit, you're sitting in a very nice piece of outdoor furniture enjoying yourself. Um, the Westin Hotel in the Cayman Islands in the British Isles uh, they have very, very nice outdoor patio furniture. That's what it feels like. It's big. It has a really big feel to it. You know, you throw a, a cast and, and you're just paddling yourself again. I don't have the Mirage uh, 180 drive here. Um, and so you're using your hands a lot more. It's, uh, it's a lot more like you know, again, you're, you're driving, uh, uh, you're flying necessarily not an F-14 Tomcat, but a, a B-25 Mitchell when you are working so many different uh, levers and, and uh, leverages and uh, you're trying to navigate yourself around all these obstacles and you're pulling on things and you're pushing on things. You know, this already with the wind, I'm just getting hit right now with like a... a uh, about a oh yeah it's a pretty stiff wind and so it's pushing me back through the water but i want to hold my spot i got my rod and reel combo in my left hand and i'm using the rod in my right hand i'll tell you what this is this is something that you have to really work yourself up to and coordinate and, I, and immediately i'm thinking of one melissa keg you know the annie oakley of uh kayak bass fishing you know, who operates out of a, you know, a sit-in kayak, not a, not a sit-on kayak, but a sit-in kayak, making life even more difficult for a kayak bass fisherman who takes it serious, but uh, also just uses a paddle. And uh, by golly, she's up there in Angler of the Year Point, so there you go. Proof right there. I'm just going to use this rod holder and I'm going to paddle myself up to because I'm going to need both hands in this wind. We're getting pushed back a little bit. One thing I'm noticing immediately, which isn't bad, this kind of, you know, it's part of what those, you know, those uh, little scupper rubber uh, uh, hand, uh, I guess they're, they're, you know, they're, they keep the water from running down the paddle 
down your arms and onto you. Um, I immediately noticed that. Uh, there we go. There we go. Nice. Oh, that's a tree pounder, not a three pounder. I think something had a hold of that though. Okay, so that pulled me right up into where I want to go. So I'm just going to lay my rod down real soft. I'm just going to back over a little bit. Try to do that as softly as I can. That's a really nice thing about a paddle is that you can just... It's a real natural sound, I believe, in the water. It's not the, uh, the rhythm of a... You know, a prop. It's just a... It's another fin going passing in the water with a little water surface noise it's nothing that they're you know that they don't hear all the time they're probably pretty used to it so I'm gonna re-rig this little guy up the wind's pushing us away from our spot that's but that's all part of being in this just uh, very uh, very basic form of kayak bass fishing but uh, I'm telling you what it does serve its purpose and it's very effective so for the folks that are looking for that kayak that is a great platform to work on I really believe that the uh, you know the uh, new canoe flint is uh, you know it's a good start got the Gulf Coast color which is the teal it's like a you know, pretty seafoam color has some gray into it and uh, the matte the Palomino color like a buckskin color matte outlined in black it's really sharp okay you see that guy's not doing a really good job of staying on there anymore I'm gonna bite the end of it off there a little bit just to give me something to hang on to I'm using a number three Gamakatsu wide gap, you know, like creature bait hook. Just have a Texas rig right there, and the, you can hear the sirens off in the distance because they know some serious bank robberies going on right now, right here at the Rock and Star Ranch in the new canoe Flint. Well, we've had one hook up pretty good and a couple bites too, so I think we just need to be patient enough. I think we've figured out. Now the wind is pushing me along the bank there. It's kind of a pretty nice little speed, and, you know. Nice to be able to do that under the power of the wind. Pushing me pretty nice, broadside. I kind of like that. Plenty of space that you have in the back of the new canoe flint behind me in the seat. And I've got the seat probably moved about two thirds back. Still have another six inches, seven inches to go back on the, the tracks as far as the seat uh, going backwards. Um, but still have a lot of space back there. Put the cooler.
the open deck uh, really allows me to get those cast up underneath the, uh, you know, the very shallow bush. That separation between the uh, the water and the bush, man. Sometimes that's only like a, you know six inches or a foot or so, and like uh, you know skipping up underneath docks, which I'm still trying to learn to do effectively. Uh, you got to have that technique, but this open bow up in front of you with the uh, new canoe flint really allows you to do that. Absolutely dig the rod protectors up there in the front, the rod tip protectors, uh, especially if you just want to go low profile already. You know, I've got uh, one of the Acuras uh, Quantum rod and reel combos, my top water uh, jerkbait rod and reel combo over here on. Uh, the uh, port side ready to go with its uh, tip safely tucked up into the rod tip protectors there and uh, you know that allows me to go down into those some of those uh, the rapid runs where you're you're you know, getting really close to some trees or you want to get up underneath some of that stuff and with those rods sticking up in the air it can be difficult so that's a uh, really genius I like that and I think I'm just going to carry a couple rods with me the other one being the Quantum Accurate Shallow Cranking Stick, which is pretty versatile. I can use that as a great jigging uh, stick, and I can also use it as uh, what it's meant to do, and that'd be a, just a great shallow cranking stick. Oh, there he is. He just got off right there. So this hook set for me is uh, not uh, not going right. That was uh, that was another one I lost right there. By golly, I just lost two fish. That would have uh, been great submissions. And uh, folks, that's not good. That's not good. And I, I'll tell you, I think what the problem is for me already, uh, just through these last uh, couple... Uh, opportunities to bring a fish in here. I got this paddle laying over my my lap and uh, I think I'm mentally just a little nervous to uh, really set that hook and uh, lean and really fight into this fish without losing the paddle. So I'll try not to, uh, you know, I'll try to get into engaged with the fish a little bit more. Uh, also, I think, and I'm going to change it right now, the uh, rod holder, where it is at, and I'm going to put the rod into, or the uh, paddle into that big handle. That set's great. I saw somebody on social media, they were kind of uh, you know, complaining that, that that paddle was held so tight by the uh, handle itself, which is you know nice to have a handle plus a rod holder. And you want it tight, you know. You don't want that thing popping out. But that he, he just really went over the top explaining that there was no place to put his hands to pop it out. And uh, I don't know, buddy. I don't know what, uh, you know, scout troop you were in, but I think you just need a little muscle up a little bit. I'm going to take this uh, rod holder off right here. And uh, we're going to put that, in fact, I don't even think I need it for right now, okay? So let's just go ahead and take it off. And get this out. Oh, come 
comes right out. You know, because with that big rod holder there, I didn't feel like I was able to really get a bite in the, uh, the hook set. Okay, because my feet are just kind of hanging out in front of me with nothing to leverage on. So I'm also going to bring the seat up so you can reach down below you. And we can just slide the seat forward on the tracks here. Let's see. I'm just I'm trying to do this while sitting down, but you know what? Looks like I'm just gonna have to stand up a little bit. There you go. That works out pretty good. So I felt good kind of you know, standing up a little bit and kind of as I was bending over. I'm not ready to stand up in this bad boy yet. Let me cinch down that seat so when I do do a hook set, do do a hook set, do have a, an attempt on a hook set, I'll be able to leverage my feet in there a little bit more. So now that this seat has moved a little bit forward, that's cool. I feel a little bit, actually I feel a little bit better right here and I think maybe I'm centered in the watercraft itself a little bit more so here we go might as well toss in right here rolling up on a willow bush right now bank robbing one out of 12 one out of 12 211 in progress one out of 12 code six we have a bank robbery in progress at the rock and star ranch Suspect and a Gulf Coast color pattern. License plates, new canoe, Flint. I loved one out of 12. I absolutely do. Man, this thing feels good. Now that my feet are up in front of me and I'm leveraged up to those foot pegs, I actually feel a hell of a lot more control of the of the kayak too, okay? Those those foot pegs that kayaks have really do help a lot when you can just really push your your legs up against that and lock yourself into that seat a lot more. You know, just just laying almost like dead like in a uh, in a kayak doesn't feel good at all, and uh, I already feel so much better about this one. Can be in a control of it too. Actually, when I'm sitting there one-handing the the paddle, trying to work the other uh, hand with the uh, rod and reel combo, um, this uh, it operates better with my foot feet up against that. That wind's really starting to pick up now. We're going to catch fish, by golly. I'm using that big old bait. I think it's a new one from Guggen. Again, it's in the black and blue, using the number three Gamagatsu wide gap. Got a tungsten bullet weight up there. Just a simple Texas rig. Let me put the rod down right there. Let me pop out the paddle in the new canoe flint, which comes in three other colors. I don't know what those three other colors are, but 
Uh, what I was mentioning before, as I remind myself again, you get a little bit more intimate with the water here. So as the water, you know, falls down the paddle and kind of splashes onto you inside. But you know what's really cool about this thing, and I kind of noticed it already. When you get water, a lot of water uh, up over the the gunnels and onto the deck, a lot of times your feet are kind of just kind of sitting there in water until they drain out of the one or two scupper holes you got. This has a real genius design of a channels that lead to the main scupper holes. So that way the water goes into the channels pretty quick and off of the main deck and then down into the, uh, the drains or the scupper holes. And it really kind of really cool. It looks cool. So I'm going to go with the... Uh, feet locked up here on the pegs and I got the paddle up over my lap. I'm being all the Annie Oakley I can be right now. And uh, we got to get that first fish on board. That's our main thing here. I'm not going to get any further down the road in this new canoe flint that's uh, you know, a great kayak. I'll tell you what, it's a great kayak already for less than a thousand bucks. So for those uh, folks that have said, hey man, where can we find that that kayak for less than a thousand bucks? Well, I'm in it right now. And, uh, but first things first, I gotta catch a fish. And uh, so far it's got us to uh, where we need to go. We're pretty close to where these uh, these fish are striking. And they've been really uh, temperamental. They've been, uh, they've been, you know, it's been a tough sale getting these fish to bite here uh, because um, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's that we are just uh, losing our fish here due to, uh, you know, turtles and, gosh, big, big fishing birds, you know, that, uh, that crane's here at least once a day and he's always chomping down on something but to uh, to catch a fish right now is a challenge that's the first thing we got to do and accomplish in the new canoe flint and uh, so far it's good stability feels great paddling this thing around the bank as you would uh, need to do if you were engaging in a little bank robbery like I am right now. It's a fun time of the year to fish because the, you know, the spring times spawn. And uh, boy, these, these fish get really territorial. They'll just kill creature baits, you know. Any creature that's just going across their nest, they're just like gonna either pick it up to move it or pick it up to kill it. Saturday night's all right for fighting. I'm going to throw one more time here at this little spot. I'm using a Bushido, 30-pound braid. And uh, absolutely love it. Don't think I'll ever go back, to be honest with you. You know, it was, it was, I, I, I'll tell you what, I'll say it again. I'll start off with, you know, the cheapest and the least expensive and, and just go from there as far as, you know, um, upgrading and if I don't need it I don't use it if I need it I'll get it and uh, I've worked my way through uh, you know the cheapest uh, monofilament uh, line you could buy to 
more of a fluorocarbon because of its uh, abrasion resistance and uh, the ease of casting and the clarity of it in water and all of that kind of stuff. And I worked my way into, uh, you know, really the, the Bushido fluorocarbons uh, from American Tackle. I just absolutely love and uh, have uh, went through a few spools of that and over the past years and uh, now all of a sudden with a uh, with a with a spool of bushido american tackle bushido 30 pound braid sitting there looking at me for how many years now finally i said you know what i gotta get serious i gotta get some braid on these jigging uh techniques you know if i'm going in thick which i gotta do to really up my game you know, I just can't be throwing crankbaits all the time. You know, going after these little males or that one particular bass that's always there on the bank. You know, I'm going to have to be throwing in some thick brush and up underneath docks and really engaging in nasty stuff. And with that, you need nasty hardware. So the Bushido braid uh, is just, you know, you won't. Well, let's say this I've been very successful the past couple weeks since uh, switching over to Bushido braid and uh, I don't think that I would have landed that you know 25 pound plus cat <laughs> without it we just had a little grab there you know sometimes again the lure we get these willow trees around here and the lures can be tossed up right over the uh, the softness of the edge of the, the little limbs and and I like dangling it there just kind of teasing them a little bit just like dipping a tea bag you know just like there at the at the uh, surface of the water and I love when they come up and grab that thing and uh, that's what happened there and I hooks at that thing so far the lure came back and I just took my face off so uh, the hook set, anyway, I feel a little bit more confident with my feet locked up than the forward position there and the pegs that are molded into uh, the new canoe flint. They're not uh, on a track. So uh, to adjust the length of the foot pegs, you literally adjust where your seat at is at on the new canoe flint. And uh, that's kind of cool. I like that. And therefore, it probably places you in the, in the best position on the watercraft, despite your size, as far as getting a, a good center of balance. It was relatively light. And I say relatively, being honest with you. You know, I got cross-country arms. I'm not, the, I'm not the, you know, the biggest kid on the block. Uh, it was uh, very easy for me to load up the Hobie Mirage Lynx. It weighs 45 pounds on top of the SUV. That was a no-brainer. Uh, and then when I went to uh, pick up the Hobie, or uh, not the Hobie Mirage Lynx, but the uh, new Canoe Flint, uh, there is an extra 20 pounds, but it felt very similar. And I was able to put that up on top of the uh, SUV and uh, the seat was removable. And uh, I was able to just break it down and put all of the uh, bits and pieces in the, the back of the SUV and pack it and bring it here. Now we haven't gone to uh, 
the uh, river with it yet. I'm going to take it up to Stone Lake Lake and get out on an open body of water to really see what's in bigger. And what I mean by bigger waves, you kind of laugh at it if you know Stone Lake Lake. But the waves are blowing because of the wind. It's wide open. You do get maybe sometimes six inches a foot, you know, kind of a little wave slapping the side of your kayak. And I want to feel what that feels like. And then we're going to take it down to uh, Kelly uh, Nature uh, Preserve in Miamiville, Ohio. And uh, we're going to drop it in the the river there and uh, it's just an easy place to uh, get uh, used to uh, what this would feel like in rapids and and uh, you know swirling around and eddy and flowing softly down uh, down a thin river so that's another place we're going to take that but still we need to catch fish here at the pond so I'm working my way around the island it's not much structure we have here at the Rock and Star Ranch and that's one of the main things that uh, is, you know, not really happening uh, with the uh, the bass population here. Is that we are uh, we've lost some structure. You know, trees have been taken out. If it was up to me, I'd be putting rock in here. You've heard that diatribe before. I'd drive an old Pontiac in the middle of this damn thing. Give whatever we can. Take all the Christmas trees we have. Toss them in the middle. You know, here, stuff like that. That's what I would do. If I was president of the HOA, I'd probably drink a 12-pack a day. Well, the wind is pushing us along pretty good right now. We're getting some pretty thick, hefty breezes blowing our way, but I am able to you know, maneuver around, uh, leveraging the paddle, holding the uh, rod again in the left hand, but uh, able to leverage the longer rod, uh, pole, or not pole, I'm sorry, but the uh, paddle along my forearm there and to uh, navigate myself around pretty good. Not bad. Again, it would be challenging. It's not, uh, you know, it's not the freedom of uh, a prop drive or a fin but uh, it's different and just something again that I'm gonna have to get used to buddy I'm spoiled especially when uh, you got that lure in the water so now probably what you do is you build up a nice rhythm of casting and then once you bring your your uh, lure back in rather than casting again and then finding yourself in a position where you have to paddle with while your you know lure is laying in the water uh, where you're probably missing uh, strikes and things like that uh, that you just probably reel that thing up maneuver yourself where you need to be and again just go at that so there's probably a rhythm that one works upon when it comes to uh, operating with just a paddle and it's something that I'm just gonna have to get familiar with I really I'm, I'm spreading out the legs here uh, pretty good you know and uh, I feel comfortable uh, I can lay uh, there, I don't know this guy that was uh, again complaining it sounded like he just wanted to come up with some things to complain about about this high watercraft because you know there, if there's, there's plenty of YouTube videos out there I, you know I would not uh, really be able to compete doing a YouTube review of this you know and uh, but uh, one of his complaints was that he, while he was sitting in the 
the seat that he wasn't able to lay his legs up over the, the gunnel in more of a recreational type position like he was just going to float down the river you know on a tube and uh, buddy I mean what well, I don't know what you're thinking there I mean my legs are right now up on top of the rails I feel good I mean, if I was barefoot and comfortable and you know, here we are, the end of May, getting ready to enter June, and it's 40 degrees here in southwestern Ohio. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwest. You know, but buddy, if it was, you know, toes in the sand and Margaritaville weather, and my, my feet um, were just bare and hanging in the water, I'm not sure what you're thinking on that one there. This is just a very comfortable kayak. I feel good in it. I'm going to paddle over here to some cattails that we have and see if we can't find as a male bass up in this location. It moves really well and actually it tracks really well too. It's pretty fast. I haven't really put the guns together to work yet to see how fast it is. I have a distant relative by the name of John Grace who's an Olympic class rower. I bet he would cook in one of these. I do have to admit that I need a, a good workout, good arm workout. There we go. There we go. I'm not gonna lose this one. No, I'm not. It's going right in my lap. There you go. Thank you. Boom. I had I just you know once I got I figure out what you need to do to get the fish in here with this watercraft game is on. So we got our first one. Boom. First fish on board. Let's uh let's take a picture of this ceremonial moment which means that John Graves kayak fishing needs the uh, high-tech equipment other uh, also known as my smartphone to take the picture I'll be right back as I dig into my pocket Okay, now we're getting somewhere, All right? That was good. I mean, so now we know what it feels like to land a bass, Thir 13 and a half inch bass, I think that thing was. I didn't pay attention. I did get a picture of it on the measuring board, but we're not a tournament today. I just kind of wanted to go through the motions, so. But uh, there it was, you know, a good bass to uh, put up on the, uh, on the uh, tournament board. Theoretically, you want five 16-inch fish, but I'll take a 13 any day. I'll take a 12 any day. If a tournament is allowing you to submit 8-inch fish, I will take an 8-inch fish any day. That's for sure. And then you work up from there. But you got to start somewhere, right? So... Wind has pushed uh, me far away from where I was when I got that little mail. So let's uh, let me get myself the phone and back into my pocket, in which it's currently my headphone set is currently wrapped around my rod 
Okay, let's go. We're on our way. We're working into the water or the uh, wind, and uh, it's blowing pretty stiff, but uh, we're moving pretty good. Giving it just a little bit more oomph. We're actually rolling pretty good. Feels good. Tracks great. You know, doesn't doesn't go side to side radically. Can't stand that when you're in a vessel that doesn't track really well. You just seem to be going nowhere. Just real dramatic pivot left to right. Okay, so one more bass would be good. I think we'll head back to the bank. We got a lot of stuff to do here at the Rock and Star Ranch, but that was the first bass. That was the most important thing to do was to catch a fish, photo the fish, and release the fish. Have to get used to uh, leaning over uh, to release the fish. Uh, you know, I like to take a little video of that, and sometimes you got to lean a little uh, far over on the Hobie Pro Angler again. I can, I can uh, lean pretty far over, almost elbow deep into the water, and that thing's pretty solid. On the Hobie Mirage Drive, it was it was just amazing how deep and confident I was being uh, on that thing. Um, uh, more like the floating dock feel. This one will roll over on you, so you do have to be a little careful, and uh, I can kind of feel that immediately, but it didn't freak me out, which is really the most important thing. I hate being freaked out. You just have to really get used to uh, what you can uh, and can't do on uh, this watercraft, or any watercraft for that matter. Let's do one more thing. Let's get up close to that dock. Again, we're in the new canoe flint. It's 11 plus, 11 foot, a few inches long, weighs 65 pounds, and uh, very, uh, very uh, transportable which is important to me right now. And most of all, it's a kayak that's under $1,000. Will it do what it's supposed to do? And so far, so good, which means putting fish in the boat. We're gonna get another one here soon. I'm telling you, like, right now. Oh, nope, I just, you know what happened? Again, I had the paddle against my, or in my lap, and I, I have this uh, mine, I guess, screw going on that if I really lean over with the hook set, uh, like I normally set the hook, that I, I automatically have a knee-jerk reaction of the paddle falling off my lap. So uh, I try it, uh, the hooks at a little bit different way, more with my, my uh, hand and not using the leverage of the pole and stuff. And boy, there again, I lost another fish. So again, I have to get used to a, a different type of hook set. And uh, that's, uh, that's interesting. I never really thought about that before. Never really heard anybody kind of mention that. 
Okay, now you got me. Now you got me. I, you know, I get a good challenge going. Right now, that challenge is to get a good hook set with this paddle in my uh, lap. Because I, uh, I know I can't go wrong with uh, how I got this thing rigged up. I mean, this is, uh, I've caught uh, a lot of fish just this week <laughs> with this uh, setup. So I know it's not that. So I can feel that my hook sets are really different. You know, I'm uh, a little nervous, have to admit. I feel a little bit more top heavy. Uh, on this uh, kayak, but uh, when I rock it back and forth, it, it makes me feel a little bit better because you know you uh, you uh, you realize that it, it'll roll over uh, to the secondary, and I hope I'm explaining that the right way. But it just kind of stops there, where a lot of them will just continue rolling, and then they finally hit that one threshold, and then boom, you're just in. And that this has that that pretty snappy threshold. Uh, according to uh, some of the YouTube videos I've seen, you will, uh, you know, if you get carried away in this thing, you will flip over in it. But the nice thing about that is um, that it's a, uh, it's a lighter kayak that you can get right back into. And that's part of being in this. But for a $1,000 kayak... Less than a thousand dollars, folks. I don't think you can go wrong with this one. I really like it, and the and the color is really kind of growing on me. Apparently, the bass don't seem to be bothered by it. Now this thing tracks so well that when I get going and moving toward my target zone, man, it's you got to put the brakes on. All of a sudden, you're right up where you want to go, and you're like, whoa, 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 don't need to be that close. <laughs> so, uh, again, it's, it's learning how to uh, finesse, you know, your way around in, uh, in a totally different... There we go. I'm not going to lose you. Nope. Boom. Back in the water. There we go. Number two. So I uh, just have to be a little bit more aggressive with the hook sets. Just a little bit, uh, you know, uh, not so freaked out about flipping over in this thing. And I got, the again, the paddle up over in my lap. So um, I think I could get used to that. There you go, little boy. It's about a 12-incher right there. I'd take you. Get, get back in that water, you. Well, folks, there you have it. Uh, we are just... Uh, you know, putzing around the pond here at the Rock and Star Ranch, and uh, we are in the new canoe Flint. Uh, really, I really love what I am experiencing so far. It was easy to drop in the water, easy to uh, pull over here from the barn. Uh, if you just want to have a little pond hopper, a little farm um, watercraft right here you're not going to go wrong with this one and then just be able to toss it up on top of your suv and go down the uh you know little miami or that thin river near you we are uh i'm going to play around a little bit more and then we're going to get it out uh on the big water of stone lick and see what happens and uh skirt the bank there and go after some i think there's some bigger fish actually in stone lick we do have that uh you know uh three to four pounder here uh, she does exist, 
but uh, she's a tough one to find in even this small little pond. But uh, who knows, maybe we're going to search her out in the new canoe flints. Check one out at uh, Strictly Sail, Inc. Um, you can uh, locate them uh, up in Blue Ash, Ohio. They've been there since 1972. Where have you been? Their phone number is 984-1907. That's a 513 exchange. 984-1907. Check out uh, their line. A lot of watercraft up there to, to choose from, whether you're into big sailboats or uh, into just the uh, budget-minded $1,000 or less kayak. They have something up there for you. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to John Graves Kayak Fishing. So far, so good with the new Canoe Flint. We uh, will be back with some more uh, info on this one, and uh, gosh knows what I'm rambling about. Have a great weekend.